0: Da, 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 da! You sound
1: insane. Do you that? Oh, yeah. Now, the whole world got crazy. It's showtime. That's right.
2: There are some things on this show, as we do this every single week, that we feel obligated to do. And there are some things on the show that we do every single week that we feel called to do or meant <laughs> to do. This Mm -hmm. is one of the weeks where we feel spiritually obligated Mm -hmm. to do.
1: This is our destiny, our fate, if you will.
2: We are family here Mm -hmm. on the show. And there's one thing we know is that you never turn your back on family, Mm -hmm. even when they do. Hello. Welcome again to the Mad About Movies podcast for another week of fun times. I'm Kent Garrison, hosting again. With my cohorts back, both of them, Brian and Richard. Hey, guys. So, you party? We party. <laughs> I like to party. Uh, we missed you last week, Richard, for our little Star Wars talk. I miss you guys even
0: more. I saw the trailer, though. It looks uh, it looks very good. I'm excited.
2: Any hot opinions right off the top of the show on The Last Jedi or any of the stuff <sighs> wow. that came out?
0: Um, You know, I found the trailer to be... I mean obviously it's per- purposefully uh distorting and kind of um but it's it was a little lighter in tone than I expected but I'm I'm excited for a uh, a cool kind of um indie feeling Star Wars I think it's going to be mum- mumble wars mumblecore wars it looks it looks like it's going to be fun I'm I'm very excited and and I'm very worried about Rey cuz I I I have very affectionate feelings for Ray. so yeah. so we'll see
2: yeah you must have heard my hot take that Ray would not make it through the last I Jedi. I did
0: hear your HSO yeah. and yep.
2: the Twitterverse was a-buzzing, So they congratulations,
0: <laughs> yeah. you're basically the Skip Bayless of movie criticism.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like and... that. Yeah, the listener <laughs> didn't like it very much. But you know what? Uh, I was just thinking, what's the craziest, most shocking thing that they could do to mm-hmm. Star Wars in this movie? Because they're going to have to pull something out of their hat. It's going to have to. It's going to have to equal. I am your father, right? It's gonna have to be that shocking, and that's yeah. really the only thing I can think of, other than, uh, I mean, I don't even know. I don't. I, there's nothing that could top that. Maybe Ray Jar Jar. Ray is yeah. Jar Jar's Jar. like long lost cousin or something. <laughs> it's Ray McGrewer. Yeah,
1: MacGruver joins the cast. Maybe is that possible? Or? There
2: we go. There we go. <laughs> that wouldn't be and weird though. That wouldn't be Dominic shocking. Dominic Toretto. <laughs>
0: He's they, just ripping stormtroopers' throats left and right. He goes in under ten parsecs. I can
2: do it <laughs> in under four. Yeah, they recruit Dom to fly the Falcon <laughs> through the uh, asteroid field. That would be. We oh, all okay. know it's not all right. under the I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not what's under the hood.
0: It's, behind- <laughs> it's who behind the wheel that matters. Welcome to Cuba.
2: Actually, Vin, uh, you're in Narf
0: <laughs> Same thing. Yeah,
2: this is Alderon uh same thing though <laughs> uh RIP the Alderinians. well uh Too that soon. was a fun time the it's it's
0: genocide
2: this time. Yeah, the 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 most on-screen deaths ever and no one ever <laughs> no one blinks an
0: eye i didn't care I
2: yeah they uh they gave a lot of other movies a bad rap but that was by far the worst well uh that was a good time Brian and i uh impromptu episode and reaction to that and go go back and listen to that if you're joining us this week and didn't catch our reaction to that trailer. Uh, I think we did an hour on just a two-minute trailer, so I'm yeah. sure we overanalyzed the heck out of and it. That's the that's, that's
1: the edited version, too. Yeah, so yeah there's, there's quite a few. Three hours of us just screaming. So. Yeah, <laughs>
0: the racist remarks were
1: uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> um, no, but... Uh, I that's... stand by what I said. No, no. <laughs> you ate <Aldoranians.
1: laughs> Um
0: No, but uh, I'm impressed... I think the last ones were like forty five minutes, right? Was this a new record for you two? I'm proud of
2: you. I don't know. I think the first Force Awakens yeah. trailer that was that yeah. had to have been the longest, but this one, yeah, was it longer? Okay, yeah, this one was more. You theory. know what's
0: weird? What's weird is every time it hits, you know, people think I avoid this, uh, like you two. Like you know, I I don't want to deal with you two and your and your Star Wars dome, and that's not the case. I'm always authentically
1: swamped whenever these yeah. things
0: hit. It's like they monitor me. Yeah, this one happened. Well, to hit at this on point, a day
1: we're two for two. Yeah, we can't let you do that at this point. Like it's gone too can, far. Yeah, you're
2: not allowed on them. First of all, <laughs> yeah. But this one happened on a day where I just happened to be at home and mm-hmm. like was right by my yeah. podcasting setup and texted yeah. Brian.
0: Podcasting machine.
2: <laughs> yeah, you hit yeah.
0: all the. It's like the Willy Wonka thing. You hit all those levers. Should, <laughs> bubbles come out, and you're
2: like, "Let's podcast." <laughs> I should tweet it, an authentic picture of my my setup. It's not too shabby i shall say you do have a sweet setup i have a pretty mm-hmm. sweet setup
0: i have a but good setup too yeah, brian I did didn't, i'm lagging and now he yeah. does but you do again right no. yeah I mean, it's
1: getting better my office is much better brian than it was like was for disassembles everything every time yep.
2: and like puts it into boxes and like mm-hmm. wraps up cables and stuff mine's just here all the time yeah. i can just hit yeah. one button and we're good to go so luckily I, i'm I i'm here. about
0: i'm one step away i can i can hit pretty much a button but i have to hit i have to plug in one cord so that, I'm, I'm only one step much. away from you way too much yeah. for me but i have a lamp i have a lamp and if enough we get enough tweets hashtag richard's fox lamp <laughs> um i will show you the picture of my fox lamp it's a it's a lamp with a fox and he's got a little suit on and a top hat and an umbrella mm-hmm. So Very if you want Wes to see, Anderson-y. It's super Wes Anderson, but I've had it for like twenty years, so I I outdo Wes. But if you want to see my fox lamp, uh, just tweet us at m a <laughs> m underscore podcast
1: hashtag Richard's fox lamp. Wow, that is not innuendo. That is a real thing. Just
0: if I get F- ten tweets, I'll I'll share a pick.
1: I like it. I love lamp.
2: Um, <laughs> that reminds me, Richard, of a little little bet we have going. Mm. and i I yeah. still have yet to choose I. Richard I have yet to choose my film in which Richard will do his next solo episode and i have I literally have the choice of any movie in movie history, and we've gotten some good recommendations
0: yeah, share some of the recommends, even if you haven't uh, yeah chosen
2: yet and I apologize for the
0: noise. it's a water bottle i well i've never never held one before apparently
2: we have uh this is an obvious one, but still nonetheless, Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> that one is uh, a possibility.
0: Okay. So a little a little preface, like I have to watch and then review one of these movies by myself without you two on the pod, right? right? Yeah.
2: Yes. Just solo. Every thought you could have. It has to be at least thirty minutes. Uh, we're not going to cut you a, a deal and yeah. have be- come on here. For I 15. did forty-five. Right? Yeah. I did 45 yeah. That's fine. On, uh, that's totally fine. Forty-five on glass. Richard through the Looking Glass. This one. Could be uh, any movie in history, like I said. Uh, That's a possibility. Harry and Henderson's, we had a couple of of nominees for that. Uh, Our friend Emily, who graciously joined us on our uh, Valentine's Day episode, rom com episode, uh, she suggested this is a great suggestion Kung Fu Panda Holiday. So the Christmas (laughs) special of Kung Fu Panda, which would be very timely in May to do that and release it. (laughs) I think the audience would be quite large. uh, for that one. Uh, but my favorite nominee and uh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. This is brutal. Especially if you know, Richard Corky Romano.
1: Oh, that's just cruel.
2: Almost just just solo episode of Richard talking to Corky. Well, the thing is,
0: and I'm going to use a little power here, you know, uh, a little behind the, uh, behind the looking glass, uh, (laughs) pun intended. Brian in his other life works for a church and he's a man of extreme, uh, extreme faith and devout, uh, both in his career and his personal life. And I, I respect and, and and really honor him for that. I don't know if I can get through Corky Romano and let Brian keep his job. Just, I'm not threatening. I'm not threatening that. I'm just saying that is the most likely truth. So, so I would advise you guys to be to be cautious of that while choosing.
2: Well, the the casting of votes is still open at Kent Garrison on Twitter. Yeah. If you want to submit them, submit them mm-hmm. to me, because I don't want Richard to find out what it is. <laughs> Delete them. And, and yeah, that's true. You shouldn't,
0: don't tag me in them. Don't no. tag me in them, because I want to be I'm weird like this It's like the frat boy in me. The punishment is exciting to me, and I want to be surprised. <laughs>
2: So, I'm going to set a I'm going to set a date. <laughs> uh how about uh next episode we will reveal right. what it is. I think that's April the 24th. All right. Uh next Tuesday when Gosh. we record, uh we will then decide what Richard's mm-hmm. movie will be. So we have one week exactly I, from right can now. Can
0: I can I maybe throw just a little wrinkle into this?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> Fair yeah, but sure, go ahead.
0: I would say maybe we we go back a little bit. I say we let you choose four movies and then maybe do a Twitter poll. Yeah, that's good. Let the listeners choose. Gosh. Okay. Um, You can choose the four. You can choose. I'm not trying to get out of anything. You choose the four. They can be four awful movies. It can be Corky Romano, Mm. Corky Romano (laughs) 2, Corky Romano 3 with a Vengeance, whatever you want. And then let the listener, well, maybe next Tuesday we'll put a Twitter poll out
1: and let everyone vote.
2: They're all going to be Happy Madison productions. I can guarantee that. <laughs> Jesus.
1: This is a great one. We so a little inside baseball. We get a lot of offers from um, indie directors and small small movies to uh, to watch their film <laughs> oh, for free and and uh, and review it. It's really and we, nice. We appreciate yeah, it's it. a nice thing. We we kind of we typically politely decline because it's it's not really the sort of what thing that we do, that we yeah, do what and we do. and whatnot, but. Uh we did get one recently that I'm going to have to forward to you guys in case you you missed it but it I'm not going to say the title cuz I don't want to disparage it without having seen it you know it it looks terrible but it is a horror movie in the woods. And that sounds yeah. like it's the worst thing Richard could possibly watch. Like it maybe Corgi Romano would be a better choice for him than this. It's just nah, the, woods the woods and this awful horror movie. Just, and ooh, it looks to be really set serious. at a
2: Renaissance thing. fair of some kind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it so looks I like a Renaissance before a Renaissance fair. Like before you go to the fair, just come and hang out in the woods for a couple hours and we'll, uh, we'll let the camera run. Um, yeah, that, that would be a pretty good one. Awesome. Steve fellas. Well, we
2: uh, we shall see. The voting is still open. Again, at Kent Garrison on Twitter. Get at me. Slide into those DMs. Let me hear you. <laughs> uh, make your voice be heard. This is your one opportunity for your voice to be heard in a great, positive way. Okay. Well, uh, a little bit of movie news to talk. Maybe one thing we can mention here is uh, James Gunn returning. For Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. And, uh, it was a long awaited rumor that it, it can now be confirmed. Actually, he said multiple times in the past that he's not doing the third Guardians, that he was done. But I'm assuming Disney/Slash/Marvel Studios has seen Volume 2. They're mm-hmm. raving about it. The testing has been off the charts, I've read for it. And uh, they want to keep him around. I'm sure they're making him very, very happy, and they're making it worth his while to stay around. So James Gunn will have done one, two, and three of Guardians. So uh, I'm sure his career will be just fine after that, at least financially, just after those three. And uh, this will give him free reign to do pretty much whatever he wants to do, I'm sure, after that, and exciting times for him. But maybe just some sentiments on James Gunn, returning to guardians uh we'll talk about guardians actually in two weeks i think the new one yes can't wait can't wait for that but brian any thoughts on him finally coming back
1: yeah i'm glad he is i I think he's perfect for this franchise and that world um i'm not personally i'm not really a huge james gunn fan outside of the guardians movies but he does a great job With he's this gr- this set, and so uh, I don't, you know, I don't want anybody else to take over. He does what I what I need from that uh, that franchise, and I'm expecting big things from uh, from Volume Two in here a couple of weeks. So I have no no reason at this point to to uh, want anything different from my Guardians franchise. Yeah, Richard.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's, you know, I'm, I'm with Brian. I know you love. Uh, you're like a James Gunn guy all the way across Kent, and I'm a little more on the Bryant team. I think he's super talented, but he's a little bit snidery sometimes. Like he gets the best of himself, but within within the Marvel sort of uh, uh, bureaucracy, he's 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 just enough kind of out there creativity that it really works. And this is such a perfect uh, place for him, and 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 a story like this, I think, is really probably going to be a trilogy i'm sure they'll make seven movies because that's what you do but i think it'll be told best in a trilogy so i'm excited he's sticking around for the whole thing uh and that will be after the when they meet the avengers right guardians 3 they'll they'll come into the mcu we don't know officially actually
2: you know what i've heard and i mean we'll have the listener probably Correct me on this, but I've heard that like they've given up the idea of crossing them over. Like they're fine with just keeping the Avengers, the Avengers and the Guardians, the Guardians. I,
0: I would say I Thor, that. Thor, the Thor trailer especially hints otherwise cuz that's super Guardians-y. I think they're starting to kind of mesh the tone of the two universes. Maybe just Thor meets the Guardians, maybe Iron Man and and Co don't, but uh I would say that that trailer especially hints otherwise. But you could be right, Ken. I I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, it might. Maybe in uh, Infinity War, but I think they've made Infinity War into one movie now. Like, it was going to be two, but now it's going to be one or something. Like, they're running out of time to cross it over with any sort of impact. You know what I mean? It's going to... If you want to cross it over, you you feel like you're going to need two or three movie arc for it to really... It, it can't just be Rocket shows up and, and blasts somebody and then goes away, you know, because then it'll feel forced. It has to feel as natural as the Avengers felt. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't be upset if they didn't cross them over at all. I don't think anybody would. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe to preserve kind of the, uh, I don't know, of tradition, but to, to preserve what the Avengers kind of still has as far as uh, fan base goes, I think they they could just keep it all how it is, and be just fine. You know, I, I yeah. five years ago, before Guardians was a thing, they were probably like, well, this is the, the plan eventually. But I think Guardians grew into something that nobody expected. It grew into its own universe, really. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, we'll have to see, but I think they've already crossed over everything with <laughs> the Avengers. With the Ant-Man, and and Vision having a huge role now, and the yeah, Black Panther and stuff. I mean, there's just it's just become the Avengers stuff is just becoming too much for me. Yeah. And, I mean, And, I agree and I'm that. just, it'll be overstuffed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if yeah. It already, is. Already, it, it already, it, is. Definitely it already is. Already it'll is, be yeah. definitely overstuffed. If you add what, six characters to that <laughs> series, mm-hmm. uh, the guardians are the guardians and then they're Yondu and Nebula and all the people that come with that. Uh, yeah. it will be, it'll be tough, but man, I hope it's just volume two. And then Volume Three is just just knocks out of the park, and it's just an awesome trilogy. And then that's Mm -hmm. it, you know. And then they spin Rocket and Groot off into their own movie, or Star Lord into his own series or something, and that's it, you know. Um, You could really have something special with this trilogy, an iconic, classic trilogy, if you want it. But uh, I'm sure the money will tell them to do otherwise. But yeah, uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm big James Gunn fan. Love love his stuff actually. And you say he's Little Snydery. Well, he did write Dawn of the Dead, so he can't mm. help that. Uh, maybe that's why Dawn of the Dead is widely considered Snyder's best work. Uh, totally, because no, he's talented. Gunn.
0: I'm not trying to crap on him. I'm just saying, like, he sometimes lets his his artistic impulses, which are very good, sometimes he totally lets them inhibit him. And that's what's like Snyder. Oh, he's uh, he's totally his lack of being able to yeah. edit. But he's super talented. Like, he's, he's super he's,
2: eccentric, super good writer. Has has you know such a crazy twisted sense of humor and and vision uh Brian loved movie 43 he had a role in that no he wrote i think he wrote Gosh. one of the segments in that but i uh, really enjoyed super very underrated movie i think with rain wilson as the uh the mm-hmm. uh, superhero uh slither was his kind of debut directorial debut and that's kind of a cult classic horror film already yeah uh, Obviously, you guys haven't seen Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed because that is. Have I? Yeah. Master... I know you have it on Blu ray for uh, (laughs) Cooper. The only way to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, The only Uh, way to watch it.
1: I have seen that at some point just with like one of the various, you know, summer camps that I have worked with in the past and that was not a banner day. Yeah. I I like James Gunn. Super is fine. I like Super. It's a little too. That's a movie that crosses the, that goes a little too far for me personally for my own sensibilities, but I admire what it was doing. I hate Slither but of you know of course I do because that's really far outside my uh <laughs> comfort zone or what the type of movie that that I like but he's a he's very unique he's very talented I love what he does with guardians I'm not opposed to him in any way it's just it, all personally all of his stuff outside of Guardians is just not on my uh on my particular radar as far as my interests go, but you can always tell uh, what a talented filmmaker he is. I think.
2: Yeah. Other superhero movie news. Uh, We have Josh Brolin confirmed as cable for
1: Deadpool 2. I love it.
2: That's a cool choice. Uh, Josh Brolin is going to be Thanos someday. I mean, Mm -hmm. how long are they going to freaking tease Thanos? I mean, we've Mm -hmm. had that talk before, but geez, guys, Marvel. I mean, every single movie since the Avengers, they've teased Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to have to be the coolest, most awesome villain of all time in Infinity War for them to live up to the hype that they built that. uh, It just needs to get to a point where they can... It can just be we can see Thanos on screen for more than seven seconds. That's what we all want. Uh we're we're anxious to see what Josh Bowen brings to that, but we don't know yet. But in the meantime, Cable will be <laughs> in Deadpool two and that'll be the villain and interested to see where Deadpool Two goes because we know that the original director and and uh Ryan Reynolds had a little falling out. They didn't agree on where they wanted it to go or anything like that. But uh New director on board, Drew Goddard, uh, David Leach. Uh, Drew Goddard is uh, working on the script. Uh, David Leach is now attached to that, and this is a stunt guy, so I'm assuming it'll have a lot of stunts. Uh, he's got a film, <laughs> Atomic Blonde, coming out this summer. That's getting good. Uh, that's getting good reviews with Charlize Theron. We we'll talk about her later, I'm sure. Uh, but he's an uncredited director of John Wick too so um Mm. or john wick not john wick 2 i should have john wick (laughs) t-o-o so maybe it'll have more crazy action scenes than uh deadpool 1 if that's even possible but this is a very well-known stunt guy uh at the helm of deadpool 2 so it looks to be moving in a positive direction maybe not the same direction as the first one but uh I, I can't say that I'm worried about Deadpool too. I'm, I'm sure it'll be the biggest R rating, of <laughs> movie opening of all time uh, when it comes out. But um, any thoughts on cable, Brian?
1: Yeah, I love Brolin. Brolin's one of my favorite di- uh, directors, favorite actors, and I think kind of underrated. He he tends to fly under the radar. And he a was bit. your
0: favorite Raiders coach too,
1: too, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, like he's. He brings, I think, the right—he's got the right mix. He's got a great physicality to him, and that's going to be important in this particular— you, you mentioned all the stunts and stuff. This is a—Cable is a really physical character, so that's going to be something that he does well, I think. And then he also—he's he very—I've I've always found him very cool in a uh, kind of a Kurt Russell kind of way. Like, he's Kurt russell light to me. And uh, I, I love that. I think that fits the character really well, and having him play off of Reynolds is going to be is going to be a lot of fun. You know, Michael Shannon was heavily rumored to take mm-hmm. this role, and I liked that. I was I was on board for uh, for that particular casting because I'm a big Shannon fan. But I think this is actually better. I don't know if Rowan's a better actor than Shannon is, but I think for the character, he fits even better. And and I'm I'm excited about it. Richard, what about you?
0: Yeah, I love. I love uh, Josh Brolin, and uh, he's, a, I mean, I think one of the great, great American actors, and so I'm excited for this. You know, I haven't really, he is funny, um, and, and I think it'll be interesting, but he, he has kind of a serious overtone everything he does. It'll be interesting to see how this this plays off, and and uh, yeah, I, it's almost like, it's, I'm surprised Marvel let him do this, because, I mean, obviously this is a Marvel property, but it's a Fox Marvel property. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that... They let him do it because of the Thanos thing. Like, is that ever going to come to fruition? It's just kind of teasing forever. I think you're totally right, Kent, but, uh, but no, I think in terms of just actors on actors, man, he's, he's about as good as we get over in, in this country. So, mm-hmm. so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I am very optimistic.
2: Well, one more thing we can talk about before we talk fate of the furious is it's weekend. And what a weekend it was for the family. Not
1: bad. Not, not bad. bad. At all.
2: Fate of the Furious set the worldwide record for largest box office opening of all time. I think that's good. Um not bad. <laughs> looking at the bad. list here. Um let's start with number ten on the list. Okay. Okay. Number ten, worldwide opening. Transformers, dark of the
1: moon. Hmm. The 300- best Transformers movie on the moon ever. It
2: is one of the best on the moon. Not not, <laughs> yeah. not, not the best. Easily, easily the best. top five yeah.
1: Transformers movie on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: number nine, Avengers Age of Ultron with 392.5. Mm-hmm. And number eight, The Avengers with 392.5. <laughs> How is that possible? They could not have done that again. They made the exact same amount of money their opening weekend worldwide. <laughs> Avengers one and two. That's crazy. Uh number seven, worldwide, three ninety-four for Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Um okay. number six, Furious Seven with Family 397. Number five, Beavis, Dawn of Justice, 422. <laughs> the lawsuit. Uh, the lawsuit. Uh, number four. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 with mm.
1: 483
2: million, its opening weekend. Number 3, Jurassic World, 525 million. Number 2, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, 529 million. And number 1, The Fate <laughs> of the Furious, 532 million. It beat Crazy. Star Wars by $4 million around there. Yeah. That's not one, much.
1: Yeah, yeah. One one little caveat to that that I that I will throw out because I'm was overseas. blown away by this. Yeah, the overseas uh, Force Awakens didn't open in China until like three weeks later, and yeah, so yeah. and they made some. I think they made fifty three or fifty four million dollars in China opening weekend. So it would have been a little bit different. Whereas. Fast Eight made one hundred and ninety million dollars in China over a three-day weekend. So, and
2: another caveat: unbelievable. Uh, the Force Awakens made two hundred and forty-eight million domestically, just in the U.S. Mm, its opening yeah. weekend—that's insane to think about. Still, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, Fate of the Furious only made ninety-eight million, but mm-hmm. again, the overseas money for Fate of the Furious four hundred thirty-three million. Yeah uh 81% of its audience was overseas. So, uh it's not just us that are quote-unquote crazy for liking these movies. It's literally everyone else that likes them. Yeah. Uh yeah. we just kind of make them and put them put them out there and enjoy them and I think we we I think we get it. I think the US market gets it. It's just fun kind of, oh, let's go see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fun, cool. You know, it's not a total obsession for the most part like a Star Wars would be or even a Harry Potter or, or something like that. It's a total popcorn flick for us, but overseas, man, they, they live and breathe these movies, it mm-hmm. seems like. It's like this is the most anticipated movies they they get everywhere, and and that's crazy. It's crazy to think that um, that The Force Awakens, and you did say that it didn't open in China the first week, but that The Force Awakens made just about as much overseas as it did domestically. I would have thought yeah, it would have been huge. Uh, worldwide Uh, it's Mm -hmm. opening weekend but it surely made up for that but again the fate of the furious number one opening weekend of all time and i and when i saw the headlines i was like oh cool you know best easter opening weekend of all time oh great for it you know or (laughs) best of the series oh cool good you know they're doing better um but i didn't i didn't realize the impact of that until i looked at the actual chart and wow that's uh that's quite a feat it's, it's, they've got two in the top 10, the Fast series does, of all time on opening weekends. So that is quite, quite impressive. Okay. Quarter
0: mile at a time, man. It's the only way you do it. You do it a quarter mile at a time.
2: Let's, uh, let's live our lives a quarter mile at a time after this break.
0: Yes. And, I'm so uh, excited.
2: Let's talk Fate <laughs> of the Furious. Here's Shift down,
0: Brian. Let's do this
2: and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy-glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com mad. That's blueapron.com mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter com One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Well, I must admit on here, um, you guys brought me into this family. Uh, I, I knew these movies, not to, to the extent that you knew them and loved them. But uh, I got to say, I'm thankful that you brought me on board. Because uh, there's very few movies that you can just, I don't know, not give a crap about. You not take too seriously and still have a good time and not overanalyze. I mean, we really do. I mean, it's our job on here to overanalyze everything, right? It's for every good good movie, even trailers, for every good movie we see, we have to tell you why it's good or why uh, it's deserving of an Oscar or things like that for every bad movie. We have to tell you why it's bad and why you shouldn't see it. Uh these movies you really just don't care. You you give it all up at the door, you grab your popcorn and you're with Dom and the gang for however long, it doesn't matter how many icebergs you're skidding off of or how many submarines are are shooting torpedoes at tanks and things like that. It really doesn't matter. Uh you're just you're just with the gang for 2 hours and that's it. Um I honestly didn't know where they were going to go with this after Paul Walker. That was my biggest Mm. question coming into here was how, how are they going to move on from that? How are they going to, um, set a precedent for the rest of this series? I mean, they, they've committed to 10 of these, I think at this point. And, uh, this is, so this is eight. And so there's at least two more after this that we know of. And, how how could you move on from the second biggest star of the series, arguably? Um, I mean, an original cast member. Uh, you know, the Dom and Brian were were as definitely, you know, a iconic duo as you kind of see in action movies nowadays, a buddy cop movie or anything like that. Uh, they earned the respect of audiences worldwide. I mean, b- before uh, Paul Walker even past, I mean, these movies were doing huge numbers and they convinced everybody to care about these, uh, for some reason. Yeah, right. Family. It, it it was the family mm-hmm. aspect, but I mean, these were written off as a joke for a long time, right? And yeah, they knew I think, you know, Vin and Paul above anyone knew that these could be something really special if, you know, the right director and the right story came along and uh this really was an on-screen family that they never wanted to break up and they wanted to keep going as long as possible. And so when you remove, you know, the, the husband or wife from the family, it's obviously a different dynamic. Right. And, uh, I gotta be honest. I completely forgot about Paul Walker until the very end of this movie when I was just like, Oh yeah, Paul Walker was in these, you know? Um, and that's a compliment. Uh, I was a huge fan of, Paul Walker in these movies and and he was my favorite part of them but it's got to say something that you can remove him and still have the success that you're having and the the biggest opening of all time. I mean, I thought Furious 7 was so big because of the Paul Walker send-off and everyone was so curious about that and they knew it was going to be the last time for them to see him in this franchise and all of that, you know. I thought that was going to really benefit Furious 7 numbers-wise financially box office wise but i was wrong this is even bigger than that and i'm sure maybe that the uh the ninth installment will be even bigger than this it's a it's a train that can't be stopped at this point and you know what this this movie it it totally i don't know it, it jumps the <laughs> it jumps the uh what, the submarine i guess it, it nukes the submarine or whatever we want to call it. At this, nuke the fridge. That's what they call it now. With uh, mm-hmm. with because of Indiana Jones. Uh, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm totally on board with how ridiculous this was. I mean, guys, from the very beginning, this is the most ridiculous mm-hmm. opening sequence in all of the Fast movies, maybe. And it's just <laughs> like that makes no sense, Cuba, baby. Could, yeah, Cuba. That, that could never happen. There's n- nothing. <laughs> It doesn't even have anything to do with the rest of the movie except for one little plot line mm-hmm. at the end yep. where it kinda ties it together. But it's totally random. Totally mm-hmm. just Still totally not hearing away any front. criticisms,
1: sure. Right. And mm-hmm. um
2: right. I was fine with it. You know, like that set yeah. the tone for me, but um I mean there's honestly nothing they can do with these that's gonna surprise me or that I'm gonna be shocked by, or that I'm gonna be like, Nope, I'm out that was crossing the line you know what I mean
1: <laughs> yeah. They, yeah
2: it's it's really saying something where this is not a comedy you know I mean it's, it kind of is but people still take these pretty seriously you know like this isn't a parody movie but it's become a parody of itself you know it's become so self aware that they will do honestly anything and they can get away with it uh, and I totally respect that you have to respect that right you have to totally be all in to see these you can't take them too seriously or you're not going to get it and the people that said that this was an overwhelming letdown and and all that i mean what were you expecting you know that's what i gotta ask you Were they expecting this huge philosophical conclusion to where things left off in furious seven and all that i mean sure there's the action scenes might not be as complex or they might be more flamboyantly ridiculous than the previous movies but i expect them to up the ante every single time to completely try to top themselves stunt wise in every single way every single time and to me they've done that they've consistently been more and more ridiculous yeah. every single time and i can't complain about that because that's what i want when i go in here my, my biggest fear would be like that wasn't ridiculous like i would leave this being like okay they just race some cars around uh you know downtown dallas and they got caught by the cops at the end and they all went to jail like that would be underwhelming the fact that they're <laughs> in russia and they're they have tanks and lamborghinis and they're chasing a nuclear sub while simultaneously they're chasing it but it's chasing them at the same time which i never <laughs> quite understand that who's chasing who there but in the rock is like you know punching torpedoes and redirecting them and things like that and i mean I was blown away at just how ridiculously crazy the setups were, but that's what I expected and wanted from this. So it won me over, you know, uh, I actually like this from a popcorn level, maybe more than I liked six or seven in, in some areas because it didn't have those stop down moments where they need to take things a, a little bit too seriously. And it really, this really feels like, um, they know what they're doing now. And, you know they have. It took them seven movies to figure out what the heck they're going to do, but now they're just going to have fun, right? And I feel like eight, nine, and ten are just going to be the most ridiculous fun movies. I think they we've figured gotten. that out.
0: I think they figured that out in five, though. I mean, oh, I, I think, think they, they figured really it out in, five, in four and five.
2: But now, now they're all in on it. You know, like like even in seven, there's so much about, uh, you know, Letty's the the whole Letty storyline in six and seven just takes up. I think way too much uh, of it and the relationship with her and Dom and everything is too heavy handed. This is really just Dom is on the other side. We got to get him back and here's 50,000 action scenes to go with it. Right. And um, they're adding people along the way. Like they're going to give Kurt Russell a bigger role. They got Scott Eastwood involved now. Uh, you know, Ludacris and Tyrese are just being ludicrous and Tyrese to like the 9,000th degree. And that's awesome. I mean, this is the first one where I feel like, okay, we're just going to have complete fun the entire time, you know? And uh, whereas I feel like the last three were maybe 90% fun. This one was just, I don't care, I'm throwing my hands up, having a great time, that's it. Uh, So, you know, maybe not technically better as a film than Furious 7. I think 7 and 5 are probably the best movies here. But uh this was maybe the funnest just uh from a pure action popcorn, I don't give a crap standpoint. And I liked it. So that's my short review, but we'll get into specifics later. Where did this guy's rank for you and were you let down at all? Uh Richard, go ahead and start us off.
0: I couldn't be I couldn't be let down by the fast series, I don't think. It's it's so beautiful and perfect and, and lovely. I, uh, Hmm. I think, uh, where do I, where do I rank this man? You know, it's uh it's funny. Adam Carolla and, uh, Bill Simmons have a joke on their podcast that like they make their passwords to everything. Um, their rankings of the fast and furious movies. So it, before it was like five, six, uh, seven, one, four three two (laughs) i don't know man eight's up there i really enjoyed eight i thought it was it was uh it was a lot of fun i got i will say so i have a friend and 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 uh, brian knows his friend and i don't think ken has had the pleasure you you have met producer steven so i saw it with producer steven and a friend of mine i've known since i was one years old i've known him for 30 years just about we always say for four decades 80s 90s 2000s and now and so he flew in he flew in for fat well he flew in for easter with his family but i like to think sure, he flew in for sure, fast yeah. yeah he flew in for fast. he was in denver now and and so he and i went to uh went to see um we went in, in saw on on uh, saturday night and it was and his joy that he gets out of it makes me he was also the person i saw mcgruber with um who's he's been on the episode
2: briefly so you still, met him then, still Kate. no proof no ticket stub
0: <laughs> so uh but it's a uh So watching with him inflates it quite a bit, but the joy that we both had, we also had a couple buckets of Corona, because what else are you going to do during uh, Fast and Furious? You have to have Corona's fresh. Um, It was a wonderful experience, and you're right. It starts right from the beginning with Cuba and uh, continues through uh, (laughs) (laughs) everywhere else in the world, including like Siberia. Yeah, but hey, look, they're separatists. It's not the Russian government. They're (laughs) separatists. So it's fine. It's not espionage. Uh, it was a tour de force. Um, the rock,
2: the prison scene with the rock and Statham was oh, worth gosh, it. so good. The-, <laughs> the back and forth, like them yelling across each other and then they, yeah, and then they escape and oh, that was, I, I wrote like five stars on my notebook next to that scene when they were just going, they're just hurling insults at each other and stuff. I mean just give them their own movie, right? (laughs) Statham and the rock together. Yeah, The movie I
0: want is, is the rock. I want the rock and Statham movie. I want the rock as a woman, a girl's soccer coach movie. And I want (laughs) Statham and a baby. I just want Statham. It's like Mr. Mom for the new generation. (laughs) And all he's got to do, it's like transporter, but he's got to transport this infant. And it's just, that, that would be, that would be incredible. But, uh, you know this one was for a series that's in, in incredibly and impeccably self-aware this was the most self-aware yet and i'm i'm so happy that they didn't you know it's a really tragic thing what happened to paul walker and it's really sad and should be taken very seriously because it's a it's a human life that's lost but it's lovely to see that the the series has not lost its sense of humor because of that, and it's kind of I always think sort of important to not do that in the face of tragedy, and and it's still really funny, but uh, and and just perfect and great. So
1: I mean, I'll just spoil
0: it right now. I'm going to give this a fourteen
1: out of ten. But Brian, what did you think? <laughs> Look, this is uh this is my favorite franchise that's not Star Wars. My favorite current active franchise that is not uh, Star Wars related and that is saying something because I you know I like this type of popcorn crazy movie I am fascinated by the way that this franchise has transitioned from a couple of guys doing low level crime and drag racing to, <laughs> to
0: international espionage
1: yes like so much bigger than any spy that has ever roamed the earth and uh I love it I have no complaints about that I just, I'm blown away by how Diesel and Justin Lin and uh, and Paul Walker and the rest have uh, evolved this thing and matured it into something that I just, you know, I wish I could go back to 2001 and tell 18-year-old Brian, like, this... (laughs) <laughs> you know this <laughs> this uh, movie that you you kind of sheepishly really enjoy, and you think, ah, uh, you know, I'll I'll get over this phase in a couple of years. Seventeen years later, it's going to be the biggest franchise on the planet, and it's going to be so good and so much more uh, out there than you could ever expect. It's it's amazing to me how how they do this. I've been rewatching some of the previous films this week. I didn't get through all of them yet. Um, before the before the, the eighth one, but it's just so fun. Even the fourth one, it's so crazy. The, the vast difference between the scope and the scale of what they're doing. The fourth is as the transition to this piece, one. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fourth, the fourth one called Bastille Period. I yeah. like to say, yes. yeah, that's their rubber. It's like sole, the soft right? reboot. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that one is fascinating to me because you can kind of see. You can kind of see the the parts coming together for what this is going to end up being. Like it's it's nothing compared to five, six, seven, and eight as far as the stunts or the the crazy uh, places that they the settings that they put these guys in. Um, but it, you you kind of see the I feel like you can see Justin Lin and and Diesel both kind of really focusing on like where this could go from here and setting the stage for for what's to come next. For me, um, five is still the best, and that's—I don't know that that's ever going to be top five is just such a blast, and it was and, such a great
0: time to be alive.
1: Yes, it literally changed the world <laughs> for the better in so many ways. Uh, I mean, the Mavs won the title right after Fast mm-hmm. Five. We we got we got Bin Laden right after Fast Five. I like to think Obama was inspired by this, and uh, I and, was and single I right after, after that, fair. which was cool. <laughs> uh single Richard was fun but no look it's I, I think five is the best to me six seven and eight all kind of run together and and that's great that's very purposeful this one is it I will say this it does feel a little bit different to me than uh six and seven five, six, and seven just tone tonally um I think Justin Lin really under had his finger on the pulse of what drives this whole franchise and uh, you know, look, Diesel is kind of the godfather of this thing, but but Lin, I think Lin cannot be underestimated no, as, as far totally. as his influence in making this happen. Um, and James Wan did seven, and but I I really think you can tell, you can see the influences of Lin on James Wan and on that film. This one is not. I, I feel like this is far from the uh, the Lin coaching tree, as it were. And I, I really like F, F. Gary Gray. I'm definitely going to say F. Gray Gary at some point. But uh, F. Gary Gray, I think he's a very good director. I really enjoyed Straight Out of Compton. But I definitely think he also has a, not a detriment by any means, but he just he has his own style. And that he brought to, uh, to Fast Eight. Whereas I think James Wan kind of was filming in. Uh, Justin Lin's framework Mm -hmm. in a way. So like at one point I'm watching this movie and I'm really enjoying it, but I I start to think to myself, like this is kind of like if fast and the furious did the Italian job. And then I kind of remembered about an hour and like, Oh, That's right. F. Gary, F. Gary Gray did the Italian job. So that, that kind of makes a lot of sense to me. That's not, I don't mean that as a, as a, uh, a detriment, but it does have a, a slightly different feel to it. And I do think it's lacking something without Paul Walker. I think Paul Walker's, um, he's not the face of the franchise and, and he's not the father figure that, that, that diesel he kind of is humanizes with, the franchise, though. Yeah, in, in, he kind of gives, rock are yeah, superhuman, right? And, 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 Scott and Eastwood, he's sort of the moral you're fine. compass. You're not Paul yeah, you're, you're not, you can't do this. Yeah. But he's kind of the moral We're compass bands, for the, the group in a way. And yeah, I didn't see g- Jorts not even one time. Uh, <laughs> a suit. I was like, okay, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh Anyway, look. I, I So I think it was it was missing a little something on that. But with these movies, every single time, uh, for five, six, seven, and eight, I go in and I'm like, man, I'm so freaking pumped for this. I'm t te- I was texting Richard. I think Richard was like an hour behind me on on his viewing, and I've got like ten of my friends with me, and I'm just super pumped up and ready to go. And there's all this happens every time. Five, six, seven, and eight, there's a moment, I don't know, fifteen, twenty minutes in where I'm like this might be dumb. Like, I don't know. Like this might, we might have reached the breaking point where fast and furious is past its prime or we've done so much that it just, I don't know. Maybe there, there's going to come a day, right? It's going to happen eventually where we're just gonna say, okay, it's done. Maybe I hope that's like 15 we or 20. said movies, that but- after fa- too fast, too furious, they're like, all right, we're done. And we yeah, just, well, we're talking that's about how, Fast oh, yeah. right now. The, so. <laughs> yeah. They had a total reboot from there. Yeah. And that's genius the way they did it. But like, at some point, it will happen. And I always am coming in with like, okay, at, this could happen. It could be This could be it. This could be it. And then they do something and just like, no, I'm in. I'm totally in. This is awesome. I can't stop. This is the greatest movie ever. And I just have the best time with these characters and with the ridiculous, stupid things that they do. Um, And I love, I love when a movie understands itself and has a a true sense of identity. And I don't think, I don't think any film franchise, including Star Wars, including Marvel, let alone uh, DC or Transformers or or some of these, or Now You See Me, I I think this franchise (laughs) gets what it is and understands its identity so well and understands its viewers. And it just, it leans into it so perfectly to where I know that. I know that there are other people in the theater who are like me who aren't stupid and who see the things that are happening on screen. And part of their brain is saying, hey, this is really dumb. And then the rest of their brain is saying, I don't care. It's so awesome. And it's so much fun to watch. And there's no no attempt to make anything that's happening here, anything resembling reality. And that's great because it works it works so well for this franchise and they gosh they get that so well so look I had I had an absolute blast I don't think it's as good as five and and I could I think you could make the case if, if I if I really cared to I could make the case that it's not as good as six or seven but I don't care because it's so there's so much fun and there's just they're really I mean there really isn't anything else that's like this like it's so it's so brilliant in the way that it uh, that it uses its stupidity and its absurdity, and I, I just man I, I don't know what else I could expect at this point. I've said before, if this doesn't end up in space, then we've wasted a lot of time. But I true at some point we're headed there, right? Like we have to do space with these guys, yeah. and that will feel natural because that's what that's where we're headed. I don't know how they're, they're gonna not going down, to get down space. Well, it's, let's change their minds right now. I don't know how you're going to get a, a Dodge Charger to work in space, but let's figure it out. Come on, think, let's do this.
0: I think, I think South Pole is the next. <laughs> okay, and they can. I bring thought back, that's
1: where we were going this time. Yeah,
0: I think they can bring drifting back in the South Pole. You know, they just kind of pull the e brake and slide. I don't know, man. It's all okay. Let's do the locations we've done so far. We've done L.A. a couple times. We've now done New York. We've done Miami. We've done Tokyo. We've done Brazil. We've Cuba. done Siberia. We've done Cuba. What else am I missing?
2: We need. Uh, we need Egypt. Mm. We need. We need some. Uh, I like Saudi that. Arabia or something. You know.
1: I'm oh, in. Yeah.
2: We, we kind of did that yeah. in seven. Like, yeah, they kind of had Dubai and yeah. and everything yeah. in uh, six. That's. That's kind of exotic enough, but there's man. I don't know.
1: There, Maybe there's, racing around there's the Amazon or they something. Do.
2: Again, that would surprise me. Maybe that let's no. just let's and, just it, and enter, isn't that awesome? Let's just, you know? How about Dom becomes like a an indie car driver, you know, and he's just doing <laughs> <laughs> Daytona or something, you know? Uh,
0: they that, should uh, do. They should like just honestly just test their uh, ability and just like flip a coin or do some random spin a wheel, put like every city on it, and just see if they can like <laughs> Fast and Furious Nine, Kansas City. Yeah.
1: Buckle oh, you know up what's going to happen to you,
2: Laredo? The next movie, <laughs> yeah, Fresno. <laughs> Fast 9 is going to be all in China because they have oh, yeah. they just oh, made yeah. $200 million in the opening weekend in China so they're going to cash that in some somehow it's going to be in Hong Kong uh, for 90% of the movie just get ready I'm for in. that one because it's going to yeah, I am too. The cow. Yeah. Like that, that casino that James Bond was at in Skyfall, but it's just dumb. <laughs> it's just all Komodo dragons and things. He's
0: just, just punching
1: a Komodo dragon. I'm in.
0: Let's go. This canoe you're rolling me in on is kind of slow. <laughs> My father used to put a motor on these things. He just like puts a motor on that canoe
1: and just like. Just so the just op- barbecues a Komodo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: man. The opening scene of this is just so dumb. <laughs> It, but uh, awesome. Yep. I dare you. He's driving a broken down car, and then he brings his own NOS tank for some reason.
1: Like He had it in <laughs> his Cuban, bag. Cuban well, That's his cousin, yeah. even though
2: that's he's different. Italian. He's got yeah. that Cuban cousin, even though he's Italian. <laughs> that I like that move. a scene proves hey, cousin. That- that scene proves that every race has claimed Vin Diesel. Because you know, it's like, let's go to Cuba and it's fine. Like, oh, I thought he was Italian. Oh, I thought he was Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, or I yeah. thought he was black or white. No, nope. like, no one knows. And everyone is cool with yeah. him just being in their group. And that's, that's, that's what you want. Vin Diesel should do a everybody. bit where,
0: you know, in this, you know, whatever administration we're in where minorities are a little bit oppressed or feel oppressed, depending on your perspective. And they you know there's these marches often Vin Diesel should just attend all of them and just see like <laughs> <laughs> like oh wow okay the Asians are marching yeah. today and Vin Man. Diesel's here I, like, I who want would his say dad no? to
1: show up in these movies at some point we've always talked about it being Sly Stallone but what I really want is for it to be like Ken Watanabe or something <laughs> just like just so out there like wait what I had no idea no, His dad? Okay. No, dad, dad Sly
0: Stallone <laughs> and his mother is Charo but he was raised
2: He was raised by RuPaul. Just touches he's, everything. Yeah, he's literally yeah. everything. With Richard Simmons as his, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the most <laughs> random group of people you could possibly think of. Dad? It's me, Dom! <laughs> Tell <dog>. me about <laughs> your father. Two, three, and four, and five. And- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so that's ridiculous when he hooks up the NOS tank and the engine is like, solid red <laughs> and then he flips it in reverse and finishes the race in reverse and then his the shoulder rolls out shoulder oh, rolls out <laughs> and the biggest give up of all time is when he's like getting up and he's like pretending to dust himself off <laughs> like it is his clothes are like completely white after he rolled out of the thing and everyone's just like oh tom and they like surround him and then he, he won't give the car away i mean what and then boom title card, Fate of the Furious. You're like, God, this is just starting. Like,
1: what are we yep. what
2: are we doing here? Uh but luckily I felt that was the most ridiculous like eye rolly scene of the movie. And from then on it's just kind of buy the books fast. Honestly. Uh we get a new villain involved the now. Best
0: book. Like you say by the book, book. book, but it's a great book.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um I guess the easiest thing to do in a sequel Really, if you run out of ideas, is just have good guys turn bad and bad guys turn good, right? They've done that a couple mm-hmm. times in this series. Tried and true. Yep. With mm-hmm. with Hobbs, they've done it, and they've done it with mm-hmm. Statham now. And so mm-hmm. they just do that with, with Dom, right? Uh, what's the one thing Dom would never do? Turn his back he on family? He literally turned his back on family. Well, he, he, he actually does literally turn oh, his back on but, family. Or does he? <laughs> I mean we'll get to that later. But well, kind of uh, turns his front to family in a lot yeah, of ways. <laughs> he turns his front, but Letty says, "Dom, are you going to turn your back on family?" And then he turns his back on family. It's it's shocking. And uh I heard a gasp, an audible gasp in the theater when it happened, but uh it did. But I guess that's a uh, maybe not an obvious plot point, but just kind of a a cheap way to make another movie is just flip people's, you know, Turn somebody heal and have them come back. I mean, that's, uh, they can do that with anybody. I, I'm just waiting for Tyrese and Ludacris to go heal and then they'll come back or Letty to go back to the other side again and come back. Uh, they can do it honestly infinite amount of times in this. And I'm a hundred percent on board. Uh, where Dom goes rogue and then he, uh, the, like they're flying a plane onto the runway and then he like gets onto the plane as it's like, you know, it opens its back and then he drives straight onto the plane <laughs> as the cops are chasing him. That was yeah, freaking very awesome. realistic. Yeah. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, a scene where I, I, Brian was like, are we done with this? Um, was when the rock was doing the Haka with like little girls and stuff. <laughs> like, why, why are we, uh, doing <laughs> that should be,
0: that's going to be his Oscar clip.
2: <laughs> I told you guys when they were like, and the rock
0: for Fate of the Furious, and it's like
2: <laughs> I was like, I, I just didn't I mean I wasn't yeah. shocked, but I was like I'm Is kinda, this the tooth fairy yeah. or is this <laughs> you know right?
1: I don't know. I'm a little bit with you there, Kent. Like it was it was funny, it was very funny because the rock is hilarious, but and he, man, he he gets he leans into that so well. He does it so well. But it did st- at that point. I was like, this kind of feels a little weird. Like this isn't quite the same tone as what I want. And then you had the, uh you had the I don't know, the DEA guy or whatever, whoever his boss is, was like, but the players or the game's the same. And I literally it yelled, was, but, "But the <laughs> players are changed!" Just like screamed out of the theater. And nobody, dude, yeah. that it scene was pretty. That when
0: also when um. When The Rock meets uh, Scott Eastwood for the first time, when Colonel Russell yes. brings him in, yes. literally, is I, like, yeah, I uh-huh, expect him uh-huh. to be it's like, straight from MacGruber, thank you, yeah. Colonel. Like, it is <laughs> MacGruber. Like, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. five minutes, and then he I'm pins starting him starting
1: to like this guy.
0: Oh, <laughs> wait. Just <laughs> kidding. I still, still hate you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he pinned um, him up against the wall, the only difference was he oh didn't headbutt him, but it's literally uh-huh. MacGruber, and of course, that made me like it more.
1: hmm
2: Yeah. Uh I thought the reveal was funny where he's giving the pep talk and then the reveal is that it's a girl's soccer team. Like that was funny, but the scene went on for like five more minutes. I'll just let's just stop. Let's just get over with this. Mm -hmm. No, I'm with with you there. That was all the beginning. So, I mean, it only got better if that's possible. (laughs) Um, It's funny. The scene with, um, with Statham and the rock where their cellmates are going, or they're right across from each other. was funny. There are a couple little Easter eggs in there. One that Statham calls The Rock Hercules in there, which The Rock played Hercules last year or two years ago. And Statham says the line, better get to digging, which reminded me of his movie The Bank Job. I'm sure it was a <laughs> reference to The Bank Job, which is a underrated fun little side movie that Statham did a while ago. But man, that ensemble, I mean, that dynamic between them two I liked it in uh, in Fast Seven, where uh, they take uh, Shaw, Deckard Shaw, to jail, and he's like, "What are all these guns?" And uh, to protect me, and he's like, "No, it's to protect me from killing you, or something like that." You know, like you get a hint (laughs) of like what that dynamic could be, but then Shaw goes to jail, and you never really get any more than that. But they really play that up here, and it's awesome. Uh, (laughs) I just want to reiterate that. Uh, It I couldn't have gotten enough of that. I'm a little disappointed that they brought back God's Eye. Like I'm done with that whole thing. But I guess they it's such a powerful thing that they... Uh, and I guess it's the most satirical thing that they have in these movies is the whole NSA aspect of it, the using cell phones and cameras from everywhere. They use it very cleverly throughout the film sometimes, but I'm just kind of over that. I wish they'd kind of move on from some kind of crutch, you know, as that's the main villain is the government and they're watching everybody and all that. We know why. We find out why here. And it's because of Cypher, the worst mm. villain name of all time. But oh, also, yes. the um, maybe most attractive villain of all time in Charlize <laughs> Theron, but somehow had some weird braid dreadlock thing going on. and She can never like, just be hot.
0: It well, sucks, yeah. man. It's what she does. Why well, like,
2: can't you just like,
0: abnormal I would say, looks i mean brad pitt's the so same funny. way for the ladies so i'm not yeah. sexist here like brad pitt did it once in oceans or the oceans movies he's just hot and Charlize did it what what was the um i guess it was italian job right she's just like yeah. straight up gorgeous net like goes full throttle no pun intended puts it in the fifth gear and is like i am beautifully attractive and, and we we're as men, we're just so maddened by it because it's like you have the A game. And I'm sure women feel the same way with Brad Pitt. Just be hot every just every four years. Just be hot so we can all look at you, whatever sex or whatever preference you have. And then go be ugly and grow your weird beard or whatever she wants to do, monster or whatever. But it's mad. But she was. I'll, this was like fourth year. Like this was pretty hot for her. So I'm in.
2: Well, but the dreadlocks were just a little bit annoying. Have you seen the Atomic Blonde poster slash teaser? Yeah. She's, oh, she's gonna pay off she's a twelve okay, yeah. in that. So I haven't seen it.
0: Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, this is, is that like when Brad Pitt did Troy? Is this her yes. Troy? Okay, <laughs> right. cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm in.
2: He has that weird he you know, that weird, like long hair for a couple movies like World War Z and Twelve Years a yeah. Slave and all that. Yeah. It's like what, it's Brad, like what are you? are Brad Pitt. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> has anyone told you like he was married to Angelina Jolie at the time, so we understand no, like no. He, he wasn't he wasn't like on the market or like trying to do anything. But still, dude, you're Brad freaking pit. Yes, there uh, should be a law sense. like
0: Trump. Yeah. If you want to like pass some laws that matter, like just that if you're certain level of hot, no matter what your sex, you got to flaunt that stuff every three or four years ago. So we can we can at least all look at you.
2: Yeah, it's agreed. bad. Well, uh, nonetheless, she was here and I thought she was a pretty good villain. I'm not going to lie. What did you guys she think yeah. of her? I thought she was. She was good. She was and sinister. She was,
1: she was fun because it was so opposite of what we typically get. Not just because she's a woman, but because we've had you know very physical Jason Statham, very physical and extremely attractive Luke Evans, mm. and the uh, physical crime boss me. guy, and you know, so we've we've kind of done we've kind of run the gamut. What we need is a, a very cerebral sort of villain, and it's a woman, so I loved it. And the way she was, really she was able,
2: the yeah, the way she was able to manipulate Dom through her tactics and her power uh, over literally everything, but also her persuasion, her sex appeal, and things like that was definitely uh, influential on Dom. And the thing I thought about this is, you know, Dom always says never turn your back on family, and that his friends are his... He doesn't got friends, he's got family, and that his crew is his family. But you never really feel like dom has family like real family you know uh birth family and they use that in this movie very well and the fact that he has to protect his actual family instead of his crew right um Mm -hmm. and the fact that uh cypher uses that against him in very disturbing ways you know when she uh locks his family in the behind the glass and everything and he can't Touched him or, you know, it's his first time to really see his son and everything. And I thought that was pretty effective. And uh, like, if one thing is going to drive somebody to do all that, I would think putting his family behind glass and saying, I'm going to kill your son in front of you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) your your infant son in front of you, I would think you would do pretty much whatever you can to uh, not make that happen, including you know, driving cars out of airplanes or what have you. Um, and I also really enjoy the, not the reveal, but I enjoyed the line at the end where towards the end where Dom says to Cypher, the only reason you and your whole crew are alive is because my, that. My son's on this plane. Right. Like, oh, that's so the awesome. The fact that the he's, he's here too. is Whoa. like, has spared all of you, you know, you should thank yeah. him. I thought that you know, was so awesome.
1: Yeah. We don't get too many times uh in the post Fast Five franchise, Fast Six, Fast Seven, and, and then Fast Eight too, where you see Dom like kind of cut it loose and be like a lot of his lines and his best stuff is it's a little cheesy and he pulls it, you know, Diesel pulls it off so well because he really gets what he's doing there. You don't see him be menacing very often. And uh probably the the first time since uh, like he could have killed the rock in fast five when they're fighting and he almost smashes his head with the wrench and stuff. That's, it was awesome to see him kind of break out and really be that dude for a second. Like they would kind of forgotten that he was, he was, he can be that guy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
2: Uh, as far as the God's eye stuff goes, I thought it was a really cool thing where she kind of gains control of all the car computers remember that scene and all the self-driving cars and everything are all going in one direction. (laughs) I thought that was incredible. Just uh, the, uh, yeah. The
0: Jeep, you know, fat, the fast series has a relationship with Jeep Chrysler Dodge, um, which is great. I'm sure on the whole for, for Jeep Chrysler Dodge, because it gets a lot of promotion for, for their products, but maybe not the best ad uh, for your product, when like it's easily <laughs> hackable, and every car in that scene, if you watch it, that crashes is either a Jeep, Chrysler, or a Dodge. It's like, yeah, yeah, we want you to be the exclusive car of the Fast and Furious series. But in this one, they're all going to get hacked and run into each other. Like, <laughs> I'd be pretty ticked off if I was the VP of sales of of that company. Yeah. But uh, oh well. Yeah. Oh Could God. you make those all Subaru for this scene? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Can they all yeah. just be Subarus? A bunch of people going to the <laughs> farmers market.
2: <laughs> so so awesome, man. When when she's pulling them out of the parking garages and they're all just stacking on top of each other. Yeah, when she's like, make it rain or something like that. Yeah, she says, make it rain. Oh my gosh, that was... I mean, I heard several people in the theater being like, wow, you know, like just Mm -hmm. saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. Like it It was just an amazing sequence and stunts and, I mean, CGI and everything put together. It was a really, really effective. And the way that they shot it, like F. Gary Gray would pull out to a wide shot of all the cars kind of joining into one line, you know, and everything. And, you know, they're chasing obviously one or two cars or one motorcade. And, uh, just a really big scale, big sequence. And, uh, one of the bigger ones that I've seen in the Fast series. So really enjoyed yeah, that. And
1: it just keeps going. They just keep oh, burying yeah. that limo and cars. Amazing. Like,
2: really, really <laughs> Should
1: cool. we stop? Nah, put 14, 15 more. It'll be all right. So,
2: we also have the return of Owen Shaw, the Mac. The Mac? Oh, my return gosh. of the Mac! Uh, yeah, there was did. an audible gasp in the theater when Owen Shaw came back here. That was too. me from another theater.
1: It was you. You're just <laughs> yeah. It was more it of a sigh of ecstasy than anything <laughs>
2: yeah. else. Man, but uh, yeah,
0: he's the best.
2: I mean, they can really bring back anything, anyone. They can bring anyone into here, and everyone's just gonna be like, oh, you know, like there's nothing they can do that's yeah. gonna it's going to cause anyone to walk out or anything. The mm-hmm. Their believability yep. in here is just, there is none. Uh, and so <laughs> I love that and how they team up together to help Dom and everything and, or to help Hobbs and everything. Um, again, it's easy to kind of turn somebody heel or vice versa, <laughs> but to the way they did this with the baby and that whole sequence on the plane Gosh. where he's like total, you know, badass raising Arizona. He's like flying through like <laughs> John Wick yeah. style with the baby carriage. I mean, the way they use the baby too for comic relief was funny. I thought with the yeah. headphones and everything was, was great. Um, The Tyrese stuff and the ludicrous stuff just kills in the theater. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, just uproarious laughter on almost every single one-liner mm. thing that yeah. Tyrese did. And that's much needed. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's
1: probably a little overdone in this movie even, Mm -hmm. but it's still, it's so enjoyable and so funny every time that you just kind of, you, you end up rolling with it, even when you're like, all right, maybe we should move on from this, but it's, it works so well that it's, it's hard to complain about it, I guess.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, so the stealing the baby stuff is awesome. That's probably the coolest sequence just from a choreography standpoint in the movie. But uh the the climactic sequences, the torpedo and the submarine and everything there.
1: Uh yeah, we haven't even touched on this freaking submarine. Was yet. that over the like,
2: top or not? Like where do we Of how, course how but the, it was awesome? How much, how much more over the top is it than the runway that's thirty six miles oh. long and busting through the front yeah. of it with the uh, Dodge Charger and everything that they do in that? <laughs> um or the fact that the rock like Flexes out of a cast into an ambulance, and then pulls a turret mm-hmm. out, and then like starts gunning down helicopters. Like, is it any more ridiculous than anything we've seen? I don't think no. so. It's just something it different, no. right? It, it's just it's so-
1: probably a step down in some ways from some of the others. Like, still, we're I, look. All these scenes are incredible. There are so many incredible bits that we've done in this, but driving driving the car off of one skyscraper into another skyscraper amazing. is still. To me, that might be peak. That Twice might be peak too. And, Yeah, <laughs> second place. Second place is is two Dutch chargers whipping a bank vault around the streets of Rio. That is such. That's still. I watched that last night. That is still such a cool scene and so stupid and over the top. Yeah. But I am a hundred percent in.
2: Man, I thought the uh, jumping off the bridge, um, stuff with O'Connor and Dom. Was it Fast mm-hmm. Six? Maybe the beginning. Where they like yeah, floor, like hang on the edge of the so. cliff and the car <laughs> flies around. Oh, I thought that was awesome too. I mean, there's so many just wow moments in these these movies. I kind of they all kind of get lost in the shuffle, but I mean that was just it was no more ridiculous than anything I've seen. Uh, I'm sure it's probably the most over the top from a logistics standpoint. Like, uh, would submarines be operable in sub? Subzero temperatures like that, especially ones that haven't <laughs> or would, sailed in or would, forever with no crew or, or anything like that. Like, or I'm would sure Tyrese's legs
0: still be operable?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, after he holds on to the car door and
0: yeah, like flying around, after he's uh, just submerged in
2: like negative ten degree
1: yeah.
0: water, and he's just like, oh, yeah, "I'm yeah. good."
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm well, so... submarines are known for being really fast too. If anybody, he <laughs> says know, like he says like eight times that he's cold though,
2: so we knew yeah. that we knew he was freezing. Gosh, um, that
1: joke was killed. That, that, that joke, that killed. was good.
2: Gosh. Um, so, I mean, w- this movie wouldn't be complete without a family barbecue, right? Uh-huh. We, we get the yeah. uh, the family Rooftop barbecue too. New York, going east um, coast with it. It was. Uh to me, guys. I thought this was so obvious when his wife, when Dom's wife said, oh, he doesn't have a first name. Like, I thought it was going to be so obvious oh, what it yeah, was going to be. Oh, and yeah. I it thought was, it might be.
0: There was like, I was like 80% sure it was going to be Brian. And then I was 20% sure they would just break the fourth wall and name it Paul.
1: Go Paul. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When in the very I I know, first five minutes. Paul would have been a better name. Honestly, I think it would have been more touching if they had done that. But Brian's great.
1: Yeah. When they when he and Letty are talking about a baby in the first 5 minutes of the movie, I leaned over to the guy sitting next to me, who I didn't know, just a random person, <laughs> but I said 100% of 100 bucks says it'll end up being by the end of this movie there will be a baby named Brian. Just 100 yeah. bucks. Here we go. And yep, we right. That's, That's why you named hundred <laughs> 100 bucks. I'm still trying to track him
2: down. Yeah. That's why we got Brian Gill because of uh this movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: But that is that That's happens a lot after, in right? Your name uh, right, your yeah, name was Jeremy. Right
0: until like mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago when you saw Fast and <laughs> the yeah, Furious. Yeah, I changed it when I saw yeah. Fast
1: and the Furious. The, the first one, um, I just, yeah. when I went to college, I was like, oh, I'll just completely change my name. I get Assume it. a new identity. Uh, I started wearing jorts a lot more, <laughs> but that's one of the things that I love about this movie. It's a little bit more than you already were. Not Right, that
0: much
1: just not a whole, yeah. Eight, I mean, I was eight to some jorts. More. Yeah, you were wearing jorts. jorts a lot. Right. I did ditch the airwalks, though, I went full vans oh, at that point, oh but... Uh, I love that this, this movie and this franchise, because there's a lot of moments like that. Like me saying, Hey, there's going to be a baby named Brian by the end of this movie is really not much of a prediction because this is a, a franchise that loves to babe Ruth it. Like they totally call their shots over and over and over again. And you're like, this is going to happen, isn't it? Yup. We sure are going to do this. And then five minutes later they do it. And you never once say, "Okay, I saw that coming." Instead, you say, "Oh my gosh, that was so awesome!" So it's they know exactly how to pull your strings the right way when it comes to that stuff, and I think that is brilliant.
2: Yeah, I didn't really expect that. It to end on that note, though. I thought there was going to be some kind of here's what's here's what's to look forward to in the next Fast Nine or whatever, kind of like they did in uh, Fast Six when they bring in uh, Deckard Shaw to, into the picture, like. Mm-hmm. Dominic Toretto, you know, you don't know me, but you're about to. Like that thing and then how they tie that together in Fast 7 with that scene. Dude, it wasn't the, really nothing... that. It's kind of a happy ending in this. That's it. Yeah, That's but it. it
0: is great that uh, you know, the guy that um, you know, Scott Eastwood who like helped him on this mission, no barbecue invite. But
1: <laughs> he's not family
0: yet. Yeah, but Deckard who killed Han don't forget, yeah. he killed Han. He gonna, gets an invite because you know what—he like was doing it for the good reason. He, loves he saved the baby. Yeah, he yeah, killed, saved he the baby. He saved the baby, and he—he he only was killing them because they killed his brother. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's honorable. By the way, I like that. they were great he, though. Statham and and yeah. there's so many spin-offs that can be made. I don't yeah. understand why this is in a uh, cinematic universe where we have fast movies every three years and then spin-off movies like Star Wars in between. Because I would totally watch. Basically, the transporter, but with a bigger budget of Fast and Furious, Jason Satham.
2: Mm-hmm. It could happen. Did you guys notice, though, this is a big change, big change for this. They were drinking Budweiser, not Corona. Did you <laughs> notice that?
0: Yeah, there's a theory on that, that the Coronas died with Paul Walker. I don't know. Really? I yeah,
2: thought that was a dumb thing. It
0: was, hold on, I got an article, let
2: me find it. <laughs> there's an you article, you somebody did, did a... Someone did an op-ed on it already.
1: Well, if you if you watch those movies and you see you see Dom drinking, he doesn't look particularly comfortable drinking Corona or or any beer. The
0: touching theory. The articles on USA Today. The touching theory. I'm just going to read it. It's not very long. The touching theory on why there's no Corona in the Fate of the Furious. There are a lot of things missing from the latest installment of fate, the Fast and Furious franchise. And while the lack of wrong. Paul Walker leaves the biggest hole. There's a, that's what she said. That There's a smaller, more intimate detail that makes everything in the eighth movie feel slightly off. Mainly, it's not what's on the table when Dom and crew gather for their tradition, traditional family meal. In the final scene, spoiler alert, in the final scene of The Fate and the Furious, the reunited gang plus a couple of new additions gather on the New York rooftop to celebrate. And they, have, they drink Budweiser instead of Corona. Blah, blah, blah. If we know one thing is that Dom is a Corona man. Why is Dom, who famously refused to let Brian drink anything but Corona in the first movie, suddenly saying grace over a bottle of silver and red Anheuser-Busch beer? It may seem like a little thing, but dedicated fans know that Corona is as much a part of the films as the fast cars and the lower butt shots. And the absence is significant. Um, let's see. And then it goes. And you get you can have any beer you want as long as it's Corona is what and then when Brian take it. Uh let's see we keep still doesn't going. say why I know it's like a really stupid long uh let's come on it's just very on. weird very yeah weird. it's like a f- it's the article just keeps getting longer as I scroll. Uh, Yeah. Okay, think about all the times we see Dom drink Corona in the past seven movies. Brian is almost always by his side. If you've lost a friend or just miss him deeply, you know that drinking the beer you both used to love alone would leave you a sobby mess. The ending scene tries to recapture the sense of home and safety we saw in the first, fourth, and sixth movies, but the absence of Corona is a small but important indicator that things are changing. Dom is changing, and they may never be the same again.
2: So Corona reminds him... Corona reminds him of uh O'Connor. So he's not gonna drink Corona, but he's gonna name his kid mm. after him. Like that's not gonna yeah. remind him of O'Connor.
1: No. Yeah. Well, I changed Cooper's name to O'Connor. You so did. I mean, you look, it's fine. Um
0: his name is now Dom O'Connor Gill. That
2: doesn't make much sense, but okay. I, I just thought that was weird. I Ro- definitely noticed Dom it. Dom O'Connor,
0: Roman, Luke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Owen Deckard Gill. Well, um, Famously on the show, Richard, I believe, predicted the title Fate of the Furious. F eight fate. Yeah, uh, so that is tweets.
0: true. I don't remember that. So what's nine yeah. gonna be? All right, let me yeah. think. Oh yeah, shoot. I, think. I have a lot to live up to here. Oh man, the nine. Fine nine nine. Oh man.
2: Fine nine. It can't be I don't think it'll be any pun or anything like fate no. was. No. What
1: if it's just nine, but it's spelt like the German word nine and they're just defeating Hitler
0: in <laughs> they're the in pack. Germany. They're on possible? the Autobahn. Yeah, they're on the yeah.
1: Autobahn. Rachel McAdams is part of the <laughs> cast and they time travel. Oh, time travel um, would be dope in these. Alright. I'm gonna start writing
0: this right yeah, now. See you guys die. later. You don't drive anything but a Model T. It's like <laughs> like twenty-five, but it's like shot just as intense as <laughs> You see that horse. I'm gonna blow that horse <laughs> off. The- <laughs> um, let's. I don't know. Nine. Uh, Fine. Nine is a little too on the nose. I
2: think it's gonna be Fast Nine. I don't think it's gonna be anything yeah. fancy. Yeah.
0: I think furious you're right. Seven.
2: I think Fate of the Furious. Fast Nine. Fast and then Nine. Fast and Furious Ten or Fast X. Is yeah. The last fast one. X there is a walk.
0: trying yeah. to think of a way they could do Fast Lane, but no. No. It's. You're, I think you're right. It's just gonna be. Fast 9 or F9 or
2: Fine. It's just going to be Fine. That's my prediction. The Fine of the Furious. We'll see. Okay, well that's all I got. Um, I think we did almost an hour on just that, so congratulations. Time well spent I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Grades now for Fate of the Furious. I want to give this an A minus for just knowing what it did, knowing what it wanted to do, and doing it fairly well, and not giving a crap. So yeah. hat, hats off to them. Uh, Brian?
1: Yeah, like as a movie, I would probably grade this as an A-, minus. but because of how, and that is, you know, countering the, the foolishness and absurdity, but it, it's just, like I, I, I have to continually give this whole the whole crew, the whole franchise credit for getting it better than I just, I'm just blown away by it every time. I, I always think, eh, we might have come to the end of the road here and I i am always uh, so thrilled that we have not So I want to say a plus, 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 but I'll just, uh, I'll leave it at just a, a nice solid a All right, Richard. How about you?
0: I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a NERC plus.
1: Okay. Oh. Okay, What's a, what is a NERC?
0: A NERC is a letter I've invented above A. <laughs> and it's just, A is not quite high enough, so I'm going to go with a NERC, <laughs> nurk plus. Like it's it. a Greek letter I've invented. Great. Alpha plus, I'm going to go alpha plus yeah what's not to like i mean this was a joy i can't i'm the only thing that, it's like christmas when you're a kid the only depressing part about it is when you walk out of the screen is this is the longest period of time you will have to go before another fast <laughs> and furious movie
1: yeah two years away man two years that's true yeah. okay maybe we'll get another need for speed movie in here oh, hope, right? i hope so <laughs> we
2: can only hope okay well let's move on guys and hit a recommend weekly recommends uh Richard what would you recommend
0: yeah my recommend is uh is a show that's back on the HBO as of right now and uh it's a it's a great television show featuring one of our favorites in American Treasure so to speak and that is Veep Veep is back and Veep is hilarious and Veep is all the good things that are good in the world so I recommend Veep on HBO Brian what about you
1: yeah hey yeah I'm in a rec- yeah
2: as uh yeah. has Veep touched on the current state of politics uh, Yeah, like that.
0: we're one episode in not so much yet but I, in a way that you could maybe see it going perhaps totally gotcha Okay. okay.
2: go ahead Brian
1: love it uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that came to Netflix within the last couple of weeks we never did a review on it last year but I'm sure Kent has seen this uh, I don't know about you Richard uh, Kubo and the Two Strings I caught this uh, a couple months after it came out I watched it on DVD or something and I really enjoyed it a lot. And I'm not a... Uh, is it Laika? Is that how you say the studio Lika. name? Laika. Yeah. Laika? Okay. I don't like any movies that Laika has ever done previous wow. to this. And actively holy hate holy. some of them. Um, This is the... And this is the first one that... Um, so, for me... that All that to say, like, for me to say this is a really enjoyable, really good movie and the, the animation... That's always been fine. Like, the animation has always been their strong suit but i just hate 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 their storytelling up to this point uh i don't know this has convinced me to to come to their side of the world but i love i love this movie and i i actually like it more uh, a couple months removed than i did at the time like it really has stuck with me in a way that i did not expect it to and uh i, I was super super impressed so uh, definitely check that one out on uh on the old netflix
2: can't what about you yeah um speaking of Charlize, she is
1: uh in... yeah yeah
2: uh in Kubo. Uh I really like Coraline a lot. Um Paranorman to lesser degrees of uh success, probably the box trolls. I don't think I've seen that yet at this point. But Coraline is pretty pretty good.
1: Meh. Caroline Coraline would probably be my second favorite Leica movie, and it's like a C minus to me. I Whoa. I don't care for that at oh. all. Maybe. I despise Paranorman. I would burn Paranorman to the ground Holy
2: if possible. Jeez. Good grief. Um, I'm going to recommend an animated show that just entered its third season. Uh, Rick and Morty, the Dan Harmon-helmed mm. uh, animated show. It's kind of like a Back to the Future ripoff, in a way, with uh, Doc Brown and Marty McFly. But it's, uh, it's with Morty and his crazy uncle, uh, Rick. And it's ridiculous. It's on Adult Swim, but uh it is on Hulu if you have Hulu and wanna watch the previous seasons there on there. But uh it's super funny, super uh pop culture referencey. Um the season premiere is on YouTube, I think. Somebody put it on there if you want to watch the season three premiere. Well worth your time. Super funny. There's <laughs> Takes place in a Shoney's, which I haven't been to Shoney's in since the nineties, so <laughs> I just like remembered that place, and it's so funny. And uh, there's a big bit about S- Szechuan sauce, which they only had at McDonald's when Mulan was in theaters, which is funny to me. Um, <laughs> it's just funny jokes like that, and uh, it's it's hilarious and and really well written, and may- maybe some of the best writing I've ever seen in animation. There's an episode called A Rickle in Time, where Mm. they create uh accidentally they create different timelines like different uh futures or whatever but they're all happening simultaneously and they're trying to you know go back to one timeline and it's maybe the most inventive well-written piece of animation i've ever seen on tv like no no joke like it could be a really good movie if they wanted it to be but it's just like one random episode of this show uh rick and morty uh, I I don't have to promote it at all. It's a huge thing, and uh, but it's it, it is actually good, so it gets my recommend. So Rick and Morty, check it out. Sweet. Okay, uh, where can we find you online, Brian?
1: You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. And on the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, Richard, where can we find you?
0: You can find me on the Twitter, the Snapchat, the Instagram, at Richard RichardBarden. You can find me at the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter or the website. Wherever you want to find me, you can find me. But, Kent, I got a fever, and I can't find you. I've been looking for you. Kent, where do I
2: find you? On the Twitter. Send in your movie suggestions, by the way. On the Twitter, at Kent Garrison at kentgarrison.com, Instagram, Snapchat, add me on there. And uh, find us online, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find us on the iTunes, Mad About Movies. Hit subscribe, leave us five stars, and take advantage of these sponsors. Uh, Really good deals and things and products that we actually endorse and want to hook our listeners up with. And uh, remember, Fargo Season 2 is just a couple days away. I'll probably remind you again at the end of the episode. Fargo season two. Can't wait. or Fargo season three, wait. I should say. Fargo season three. Chapter three is great. But there's still time to catch up on Fargo. You got a couple days. Binge the first two seasons the next couple days. And uh, season three is uh, sure to impress you, I'm sure. Okay. Until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Bye. Hey,
0: baby, I hear the blues are calling. tough salads and scrambled eggs.